Hello, and welcome to episode 124 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. And this week, we are super excited because we are going to be joined by a very special guest, Susanna Otis. Um, she is a fellow blogger, and she is the um, vegan Disney food blogger. So she needs yeah. all things vegan at Walt Disney World. So we are Super excited. She also blogs over at Xanaland.com. Um, and she also works for the same travel agency that we work for. She is not a travel agent. She is our incredible um, office manager. I don't know her official title, but it should be um, she who knows all, all the things. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to be joining us in just a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, hi, guys. Hi. hi. Happy Tuesday. Is it, is it just me or is it does this is this the Mondayest Tuesday ever? Yes, yeah. it really is. Like okay. I just I I thought it was just me until you guys said <laughs> it's something. It's not. Look at my face. Look. Like, face. I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Not every day is a good day over here at Disney Park Princess. And that's just how it goes at this point in the panorama, which is what I'm referring <laughs> to it as. Um yes, the pan, pan everything. Um, the panacea, the pan I don't know. Um <laughs> but <laughs> so we're we're muscling through a little bit here today. Um, we do have news though, and it's exciting news. Like I mean, especially exciting. for because this is say, like her favorite news. It's exciting if you're Heather. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's exciting for everyone. I mean, we all like it, but nobody quite as much as Heather. So go ahead, Heather, tell us the good news. The dates have been announced for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, and this year it starts in July, people. We have like four um, and a half months of the Food and Wine <laughs> Festival. And on one hand, I want to be like, what are you doing, Disney? I don't know. Like, why do, do we need that much? But at the same time, the more food and wine I can get in my life, the happier I am. Yeah. Starts July 15th and goes through. And this was almost more shocking to me than the July date. Goes through November 20th. Yeah. It's a long <laughs> I mean, time. last year it went through, what, November 13th or, or 11th or something. Yeah, 12th, something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so. I'm not surprised. What I'm very excited about, though, um, is that it is the full-on Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. It is not the taste of, yeah. Exactly. So does that mean, and this is like, I have every limb and appendage on my body crossed, that this means that special events will be coming back this year because so. I need to get my fill. Like, I'm going to have five party for the senses, seven different tasting lunches, <laughs> cooking demonstrations and wine tastings. Like, I'm, I'm holding out hope. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for your sake, I really, really, really hope so. Um, I mean, they, you know, look, we saw them try this last year. They moved it into August and we all went, Ugh, August, it's going to be hot and people are going to be drunk. But clearly <laughs> it worked because. I mean, truthfully, it, like, look, we all know that the reason Disney does this and all the festivals now is because they make a lot of money off the food booths. But if I'm honest, like I'm not going in July to the food and wine festival. I'm going in October like I do every year simply because I'm not eating Canadian cheddar cheese soup and all of these really hot heavy dishes in 104 in degree heat. Yeah. Plus <laughs> like I'm not doing it's not pleasant. Like I've been in September before and I could barely eat anything because it's so hot and humid. So more power to the people that are going. Maybe these are people who have never been able to go to food and wine festival before because maybe they're teachers or they have kids that are in school and they can only go in the summer. So now they get to try it out and see how amazing it is. I'm here for that, but I'm not going in July. Yeah, we will not be there in July. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you I, really, I, you won't find us at Walt Disney World in July almost ever for any reason. <laughs> maybe this will help with the, um, 
like the weekend crowd kind of situation. I mean, we've kind of said for years that Disney needs to help with their local crowds and some of the people who come in on the weekends and get too rowdy. So maybe this will somehow help instead, since they don't have annual passes right now and things like that, maybe they'll spread it out versus just like the you know few weekends that it was before. I don't know. Good. I mean, I also, I know like as a former Florida local, I also am not going <laughs> to the parks in the middle of July then either. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's our, our first full post panorama <laughs> festival. So, yeah, you know, I'm curious to see too, like you said, there are no annual passes. So what does that mean? Like do more people do like yeah. are more Florida locals going to be buying tickets or are they just waited? Like my parents, for example, haven't been to the park since last uh, March before everything mm-hmm. shut down and they didn't bother to renew their annual passes when they still could. And they, you know, they, they haven't been purchasing tickets. They're like, well, just go when we can go like so i i'm curious to see what that does for for the parks and food and wine yeah yeah i don't know how has your mom lived without her carrot cake cookies for so long she has been really upset she talks about it every time i bring it up and she knows that (laughs) i am i am coming down for mother's day weekend now mind you i don't have park passes yet i have no idea if i'm getting into hollywood studios but she's already talking about the carrot cake cookies i have <laughs> Gotta love and it. I truly honestly think that she really do, like she does not miss the parks. She only misses the carrot cake cookie. I, I don't think that's an exaggeration to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so that's news. Um, also over at the um Tokyo Disney Resort, they are building a new hotel, which is super exciting. And this is going to be the first ever moderate hotel um at Tokyo Disney Resort. And it's Toy Story themed, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Their, their theming over there is unbelievable. Like, if, you know, you think you think of theming when you think of Disney, but this is like up to 11. It's, well, because they have the so money good. to back it up. Yeah, it's US so price, good so. what they do. So. Well, yeah, Shanghai Disneyland excited. already has a value slash moderate price Toy Story hotel. So I, but I have not seen the artist rendering. So I'm wondering if it looks like the version in Shanghai and they've mm. kind of just moved it over. Mm. Wow. I love the full name. The, the full official name of the hotel, though, is the Tokyo Disney Resort Toy Story Hotel. You must I- say all of the T's. so if we're going to make an acronym for that because it's disney we make an acronym for everything it's the tdr tsh i like it i mean i'm here for it right like we all know that the tokyo parks are super expensive they're probably the most expensive in the world um to go to not only ticket wise but also hotel wise um so why not do another option so people don't have to stay at like you know the Hiltons and the Wyndhams that are nearby. But yeah. my question is, is where is the is it on the monorail rail line? It is located or? directly across from the Bayside Station for the train. Okay, so okay. it's a bit further away, which makes sense. If it's going to be a lower priced hotel, it would be further from the park. So I mean, but still convenient and still Disney. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Their their celebration, I think, is the name of it. Hotel is a little bit away, so that makes sense that the. Um, that the other moderate will be a little farther away. So, yeah. 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 I mean, then it's similar to any, you know, deluxe moderate value anywhere around the world. The sort of the quote unquote lower you go in category, the further away you get from a park. So sure. makes sense. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that does it for news coming up next. We are going to be joined by Susanna Otis to talk about all things vegan at Walt Disney world. Stay tuned. 
this week on the Disney Park Princess podcast, we are super excited to join our very good friend, Susanna Otis, to the conversation. Susanna is a longtime blogger. She started at Xanaland.com, so you might be familiar with her from that. And then she is now the blogger at VeganDisneyFood.com. She is a Florida local and knows all the things <laughs> when it comes to Disney and Disney World and Disneyland and food and all kinds of great stuff. She has her own podcast as well um, called Up the Waterfall. And so we recommend that you follow her in all of those many, many, many places. So welcome, Susanna. Wow. Thank you so much. That's such an introduction. I feel like I've actually accomplished something. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> so many, many years ago, Susanna... I don't know how I found you, but, you know, we found each other on Twitter and yeah. I reached out and I cannot believe I did this because this is not my personality, but I went out of my comfort zone and I said, I'm coming to Disney World. Do you want to meet up? So um, I met with Susanna and her friend Amanda and we had lunch at Epcot one day and now we're now we're friends and now we work together and it's just so fun. So, you were like the original fangirl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was, and and every time I see pictures of of your son, he was a baby at the time, and, and I remember you having to kind of juggle some childcare that day. Mm -hmm. And I cannot believe he's so grown up. It makes me feel. I old. know. He's yeah. like got an inch and a half until he's the same height as me, which granted isn't that tall, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been like I love looking back at those pictures because you had purple hair, I did. so that's what I always picture oh, wow. you in my okay, head. Way back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And then whenever I see you in person, I'm like, wait, is that you? Because I always expect you to have purple hair still. Um, but yeah, that was a fun day. And yeah, I'm still friends with Amanda too. And she's actually who I took over vegan Disney food from. So it's all come full circle. <laughs> well, I, I guess my first question for you then, um, how did you, because I know when I met you, you weren't vegan. So how, mm -hmm. what made you go vegan? And then how did you find the process, I guess, just in terms of Disney food and, and yeah. kind of being able to eat at the Disney parks? Well, I had been vegetarian off and on probably since before I actually had Geo, which was in 2008. And, uh, but then I was pregnant with him and I was like, oh, I can't do this now, which is silly because you can, but whatever. <laughs> um, at the time, I, you know, was dabbling with it, but I always thought like, oh, I could never give up dairy because I'm like a big ice cream person, number one. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge cheese, cheese person. Me, yeah, I know so many people love cheese and that's, there is vegan cheese, but I'm not even a big fan of vegan cheese because it's just like, it's different. But <laughs> um, anyway, I had been vegetarian and I tried to be vegan for a little bit, um, but I didn't last very long. But then Amanda had had this kind of revelation. She had a couple of family members that had had um, severe heart attacks or something like that. And she was like, I really need to change my lifestyle. So for her, it was that, but then it kind of turned into, you know, the environmental thing and the animal thing. Mm -hmm. And it took a while, but I finally was like, okay, I'm going to try it again. Um, and my daughter was doing it with me and, you know, she's gone back and forth so it's nice to have someone else in the house that's doing it with you as well. Um, but yeah, and I just kind of came into it at the time when Disney was really exploding in terms of adding plant-based options. So I really lucked out and 
everyone that tries to do it now, I think, has it so much easier than, you know, 10 years ago or something like that, because there really are so many options now. Whether you want like a meat replacement that you want to pretend you're still eating meat, or if you want to get away from that completely and do all like whole based, you know, vegetable kind of eating. So, yeah. Well, I, um, that, that leads us to, I guess, kind of our first question that I had was, you know, for, for somebody like me who I try it and I've been doing a vegan diet for a while, but I'm not very good at it because I still eat, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like the other night I I had chicken, um, and I had pizza, you know, with, with meat on it. And so, you know, I like it a lot and I'm trying it. So how is it going to be when I go on my trip next week to stick with that vegan or the plant-based things on the menu versus just getting the chicken fingers <laughs> or something well, like that. You know? <laughs> that's going to be up to you. Um, it is very easy to do, especially in the parks. Um, right now is a little bit different because I think a couple of years ago, you guys probably know they came out with that huge plant-based initiative right. where there is, and there still is at least one vegan option or plant-based option at every restaurant. And most places have like table service have at least one um plant-based dessert option as well. Um, The issue with when the parks closed and then reopened, they kind of, uh, a lot of places combined their lunch and dinner menus, or they took away some of the really unique things to make some easier options um, and things like that. But there still is a ton of choices. Uh, You can always find table service things are a lot easier than counter service in some places. People always ask me like, what's your best um, vegan option that's counter service in Magic Kingdom? And there really aren't that many options, (laughs) Um, but they are there. So it just depends, you know, if you are not into like a plant-based bratwurst, then you're kind of like, well, I guess I'm just getting popcorn today. Um, But you can, you know, make those choices and make it work. It's great to plan ahead, which is, you know, what we hope vegan Disney food helps people do. So they, it takes all the work and the confusion out of things for them because a lot of times um, under normal circumstances, you would go in and talk to a chef behind the counter uh, or things like that. Now you have to mobile order, of course, and you can make some customizations on the mobile order, but you have to know ahead of time. Like I was looking up Pecos Bill, for example, and there's fajitas you can mobile order there and you can make it so they just have peppers and onions as your option um, instead of chicken or steak, I believe is the other two meat options. But then it comes with rice and beans and you have to know ahead of time, is the rice vegan or does it, is it made with chicken stock? Um, In this case, it is vegan because they have a plant-based rice bowl there. So you're safe and you know that, but those are the kind of things that come up and we try to figure out for people ahead of time um, just to make it easier for you. So you're not spending your time waiting around for a chef to show up and, you know, ask all those fun questions and get different answers every time. So we always ask multiple times um, so that we know the real answer to things. I love that. You, <laughs> Disney gave you misinformation. I know. It's <laughs> never, crazy. Never. Ever. Uh, well, this is, I love this because now you have answered all three of my questions kind of in one. So that was perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's another thing that I was a little bit concerned about was customizing the mobile order and finding the stuff. But I've looked at the pictures and the menus that I've seen and like the different customizations that you've put up. And it seems like it's not that difficult really 
Um, I don't see, I don't really like cheese very much. Like I would never, even if I ate a burger, I would never put cheese on it. Mm. I, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> and Sarah's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Well, we don't understand. Same <laughs> uh, so, you know, I love an impossible burger, but I'm never going to put cheese on it. No matter, yeah. no matter what, I'm just not. Mm. So it's, uh, so I don't mind, you know, leaving off things like that anyway. And so many options now have carrot sticks and grapes, yeah. which I really like instead. Mm-hmm. And you could eat fries, of course, but, you know, it's a it's a healthier way to do it for sure. Yeah, so. exactly. I will say, well, here is my question then. And then you kind of touched on it. What are you seeing kind of like percent? percentage wise I guess but like of the plant-based replacements versus whole food because mm. I tend to try to eat more whole food right vegan yeah versus like if I'm gonna have an impossible burger which I love it's still to me junk food so I'm not right. eating it all the time exactly. so are we seeing more whole food vegan it stuff? really depends on the place and um I think Disney is really trying to find that balance because I will get comments all the time um when I post a new menu item where people are either like yeah this is amazing or they're like, oh, no more fake meats. We don't want more fake meats. Right. So it really, you know, is 50-50 in terms of what the people want. And I think Disney is trying to find that balance. Like there's um, a plant-based salad, which, you know, most salads are plant-based, obviously. But this <laughs> has um, chickpeas in it. I think it's called the Harbor Salad over in Tomorrowland Terrace because oh, Columbia Harbor House the yeah, is closed. And I normally when I post a salad, because everyone that is on Instagram wants the fun pictures of the greasy burger or the yeah. tater tots or the dessert. Like the milkshake like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So when I post something that's primarily vegetable based, it doesn't get as much interaction or likes or whatever, which is fine. I like to post them anyway and let people know what's out there. Um, but that one got so much response because people were like, yes, this is like such an, it's not just a salad. It's a salad with chickpeas. It's a salad with apples in it and candied walnuts, I believe. Um, so it's really like people love when Disney does something unique like that and it's not just a burger. So I think the more that they do of that and the more positive response it gets from people, hopefully the more um, things they'll get. One of my favorite items is over at Be Our Guest restaurant and it doesn't have any fake meat in it at all. It's the vaduvan, I don't know how you say it, uh, spiced vegetables, which is like a type of spice mix, I guess. But it comes with this cool like corn cake thing and it's like totally deep fried I mean I may be vegan but I still love fried stuff (laughs) (laughs) and it's like basically like a deep fried piece of cornbread or a hush puppy or something like that it's so good and the salad that comes with it ahead of time is amazing and it's not like you're getting you know a pretend filet mignon or something like that but in my opinion that's an amazing meal and it's you know completely vegetable based so yeah well and I think that's a real myth about vegan food right is that it can't be indulgent exactly there's lots of junk food vegans out there right yeah Yeah. and there's and to to clarify too uh we want to say like the new term you it's not that you can't say vegan but they say plant-based now right because it's literally it's more whole foods and not just all that junk so yeah an impossible burger while it's delicious is processed and everything and Mm -hmm. the plant-based means non-processed and it's all whole food so yeah i think disney um gravitates toward the plant-based moniker because vegan encompasses so much more and a lot of people 
get upset about that. And it's like, you know, not just diet, it's a lifestyle kind of thing, like making sure there's no animals getting harmed in any way. And you're worrying about the environment and like all sorts of stuff like that. So it's not just food for a lot of people. Um, I try to not be very militant or anything like that. And mm -hmm. my accounts, I just put the food out there and let people do what they want. But it is, you know, uh, great that Disney's making those steps and, but there's always going to be people that are like, we want more, we want more kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, so I, well, I'm looking at this, uh, salad from Twilight Terrace and it looks absolutely delicious. So yeah, I, think I, might, it? I might try it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's there. That's the thing. Like Disney has been on this health food initiative for quite a while now, you know, with the, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, the kids meals get, right. Kids called. meals get carrots and grapes or, um, something like that. So it's it's just nice to see that there are healthy options, whether it's plant based or meat based or anything. There's some, you know, good, decent options to to eat a little bit healthier at at Walt Disney World. So. Well, I think also that's why I really like vegan Disney food, obviously, besides the fact that I'm vegan and that's the type <laughs> of food I eat. But it's letting people know that just because it's quote unquote healthy doesn't mean it's boring or right you know it's not exciting it's not it doesn't taste good so yeah. I love that you have like these beautiful pictures up and it just like nobody need you have to read the caption to find out <laughs> oh, oh okay wait I'm looking at a plant-based burger or whatever yeah. it is it just it it makes people stop and think like oh maybe I'll try that vegan exactly. food yeah yeah and, yeah, that and I make a difference even if you do you know one meal a week or something like that it's making a difference to your health. It's making a difference environmentally and all that fun stuff. So yeah, and I really <laughs> am going to try when I'm there to to try as much plant based stuff as I can, so that I I know what the options are. You know, yeah. like I know what the chicken fingers and fries taste like, and they're fine. <laughs> I don't. That's not something that I crave. My husband wants those chicken fingers from Columbia Harbor House every mm -hmm. single meal while we're there. But that's not something that I that I crave. You know, so I'm excited to try something different. Yeah. And I've had several, you know, vegetarian or vegan options at the different menus over the years. But I'm I'm going to do it as much as. I can while I'm there, except when we go to the boathouse, because I really want that crap. But, yeah, there's not much uh, options. Yeah. There. yeah. Now, see, this is what I think Disney's missing. And I've said it on this podcast before, and I'm going to say it again. Bring us a vegan or vegetarian restaurant, because I feel like yeah. a lot of people think, too, well, why are you complaining? You went to a steakhouse and ordered the vegetarian menu, and it's not good. Well, there's no place for me to go. Like, right. I, Again, I live in LA, so every yeah. other restaurant is a vegan restaurant. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm fortunate that I can have all these choices, but there's nothing right. at Disney. Yeah. Well, they were going to build that Beatrix restaurant in Disney Springs where Bongo's used to be. And it's kind of just paused, I assume, because of, you know, all the fun COVID stuff. Um, I actually reached out to them on Instagram because they have another location in um, Chicago. I think they might have one in Miami, too. I'm not sure. Um and I said, is it still happening? Like, I know you probably can't tell me details, but they're like, yeah, the construction's just paused right now. So hopefully it actually still happens. It's not a vegan specific one. It's vegetarian and vegan and um, regular, <laughs> regular food and you know, <laughs> meat food <laughs> as well. But at least there will be like more than one option there, which is always yeah. fun. When we have two options, we get really excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm the same way because like, I guess I'm vegan, but I also have food allergies to some yeah. vegetables. And so when that out, like that dish includes mm -hmm. broccoli or cauliflower, I now can't get it or it yeah. becomes a thing. 
customize. And it's it's so nice to just be able to pick off of three items exactly. versus one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus anything so, that has more vegetables is always a good thing. I mean, it's yeah. good for you. It's eat all the meat you want, but the vegetables are the good <laughs> things for you. So you know. So Susanna, so, let's get into details a little bit. Why don't you tell us your favorite, like what are the must try items okay. at Walt Disney World right now? Um, well, do I you want to talk hair. flower and garden because that's going on right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, this is always one of the best festivals for vegans because they have their own booth um, and it's trowel and, trowel and trellis, which I can always <laughs> never say. Um, and they've had a few different ones over the years. Like they had Earth Eats, I think, previously which had like an impossible slider yeah. um but trowel and one. trellis previously had the farmhouse meatball wrap which i'm going to talk about even though it, it didn't come back this year because that used to be my favorite thing but you can get a similar experience when you get the felution garden spread over at docking bay seven um they have they're like kefta style meatballs, um, which are completely plant-based and it's served on a bed of hummus and um, it's got some cucumber dip involved and little pita breads. It's so ridiculously good. Even before I was vegan, when I had it, I was like, I can't believe this is vegan. Uh, so anyway, that's a great one. But back to Flower and Garden. At Trial and Trellis, they have impossible uh, kale soup, which is not attractive to look at. Um, <laughs> I have not posted a photo of it on the site because it's just really ugly. <laughs> it's like a brown soup, but it's so good. Um, it's really delicious. I know it's you know going to be too hot for soup very soon, but if you have a chance and you can handle eating soup on a hot day, give it a try because the flavors are just ridiculously good in that. Um, there's also the Impossible uh, Slider, not Slider, sorry, Short Rib there, which is not really a short rib. They're calling it that, but it's really more like a meatloaf kind of texture. Uh, and that comes with kimchi and rice and the flavors in that again are really, really good. There's also two vegan desserts this year. One at the Trowel and Trellis, um, the Lavender Pot de Creme, which is very, very sweet. So if you don't like sweet things, that's not going to be for you. Um, the Fig Cake uh, lemon Magd magdalena cake over in Morocco is much less sweet. So if you're into like not sweet desserts, you might try that thing. Um, but it has a ton of figs on it. I love figs, but it, there's a lot on there. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> um, additionally, back to the junk fruit food discussion, there's vegan poutine over at the refreshment port um, on the way to Canada. Now, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, say, I'm here for this. I am here for this. Well, here's the thing. is It's not really poutine like at all because it's poutine is supposed to be like gravy with cheese curds in it this is just big air um, quotes around poutine yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know why they called it that I guess just because they wanted something near Canada maybe I don't know but it does have um vegan like cheese sauce on it and then Italian plant-based sausage with peppers um if any of you had the plant-based mac and cheese during regular food and wine it's the same kind of sausage that's on there it's got a little kick to it it's pretty spicy um served on french fries so that's a very exciting thing charla is still making a face she no, does not it, like that it, it, <laughs> well, 
Poutine, that I'm thrown off by poutine because of the cheese curds. You know, I'm not, mm. a, I'm not a big cheese fan, but that, I don't know. It might be good, but. Yeah, it's not super cheesy tasting to yeah. me personally. Again, I don't normally like vegan cheese, and I really liked that one. Um, trying to think of what some of my other, oh, some things um, that aren't listed as being plant-based can be modified, which we have, you know, the whole list on the site and everything. But there was a lamb dish over at um, Isla Fresca. And that's in between France and Morocco. And it was lamb with plantains and rice. And if you take the lamb off, it's completely vegan as is. Okay. Um, so that's just a different, if you're into something that's not, you know, a replacement meat, uh, plantains and rice is really, and they give you a lot. So it was pretty filling as well. Um, well. Let me see what some of my other favorites are. I like wrote a list because I always forget when people ask me things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um there's, of course, the potato pancakes. Those come back every year. Uh, avocado toast. So this is an interesting one. Everyone would assume like, oh, avocado toast is vegan as is, right? Well, they put butter on the toast when they're making it. So you have to ask for untoasted toast and then they can put the avocado on and you're good to go on that one so those are the kind of things that are a little annoying as a vegan at it disney so it's like why can't when they you ruin do... my avocado avocado toast is i'm such a californian now it's my yeah. favorite food on the planet and i get so mad when people ruin it yeah it's i mean they could have brushed it with olive oil and it would have been fine i don't know why they had to Put I can toast my toast without butter daily here. I don't know why I yeah, can't. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, yeah, so those are some of the flower and garden things. Um, some other items that I super, oh, wait, I forgot one. The sope de chorizo in Mexico. You Ooh. have to try that. It's so good. It's like a little corn, um, like tortilla thing. And it has um, plant-based chorizo on it. And it's so good. Like I've gotten it. That's the thing I've gotten the most since I've been going back. It's that just sounds, like, okay. such a good dish. Right. That sounds amazing. And yeah. I mean, chorizo is one of the best meats that you could get. And they've done yeah. such a good job in general with, you know, making mm -hmm. fake meat taste like regular meat. That, that yeah. sounds absolutely amazing. So Exactly. And if you're going to Magic Kingdom, you must head to um, Skipper Canteen. They have... More than one option, <laughs> which is wonderful. They have um, falafel as an appetizer, which they give you a ton, and it's served on a bed of hummus. Um, you could make a meal out of that. It's so good. They also have um, Thai Perkins noodles, which can come with chicken, but it can also come with tofu, and it's vegan that way. Um, those are amazing. They also have I a was just looking up Perkins on my cell phone yesterday. I'm craving it, and it's so weird you just said that, so now I yeah. have to go. <laughs> Um, they also have a curry vegetable stew that's vegan. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but yeah, Skipper Canteen is an amazing place for vegans. They also have a vegan dessert there as well. I think it's a panna cotta. Um, so yeah, some of the table service ones really have some great choices. I could go on and on. So, <laughs> Do you have a favorite table service other than Skipper Canteen for um, vegan food? I really did enjoy Be Our Guest, which is ridiculously expensive, especially now because, you know, you can't even go take a photo with Beast. So I wish that they would lower the price or like do that dish for lunch or something like that. Um, but that was really great. The salad was one of the best salads I've ever had there. Uh, and then that corn cake thing was really, really good. Mm. Um, let me see. Some of my other favorite table service ones. 
I had mm. an amazing pasta at um, at California Grill when I was there last fall, and I was like so blown away that like I, um, my partner he was like, "Do you want to try my pork?" And I'm like, "No!" And get away from my <laughs> pasta. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, California so Grill used to be like the place for vegans because they had a dish called Vegan Unplugged. Um, it might've been plant-based unplugged. I can't remember now, but, um, basically you got to pick four different little miniature entrees. Yes. Yeah. And everyone raved about it because there were so many options. You could get like a little mini sushi roll. You could get a pasta thing. You could get like a flatbread. Um, I forget all the options. It was so good. So everyone that is going there now is like, wait, they don't have the vegan unplugged anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but they <laughs> do come out with a new pasta. Like they changed that pasta dish that you had seasonally. Um, so I missed the one in the fall, but we went like the day that they changed it to this new one, which I don't know how they should be changing it again. Cause so I had summery. still winter, but yeah, hopefully they're changing it. Cause the one I had was like pretty heavy with like a cream sauce kind of thing um, with truffle stuff. And a lot of people have That's really the one I that. had and it was oh, okay. so good. I think they just changed the pasta. What kind of pasta did you have with it? Do you I, remember? I don't remember. It was like a curly, like okay, almost yeah. like a little horn type of thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it's called, but it, there was butternut <laughs> squash and truffles and it was creamy and I it was everything I needed out of life. That sounds so good. They changed it to bucatini, which okay. is like like the spaghetti with the hole in it. Um, and they added some different vegetables for the winter version. But yeah, I really liked it. But a lot of people have said that they didn't. So that's the thing is like everyone's tastes are different, you know, so stuff that I love, someone else might not care for. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, here's a basic question that I don't think we covered. But so for all our listeners who may not be vegan and they're just like, oh, OK, maybe I'm going to yeah. try it. I'm going to have one meal where it's just <laughs> going to be plant based. How do we find those on the Disney menu? How do we tell them apart? Well, they should in the, you know, digital menus that everyone's using now, they should have a plant-based either tab or like section. Um, if not, it should say in the description in parentheses, it should say plant-based after the description. Um, if not, you can always ask your server. You can always ask to speak to a chef because sometimes even if things aren't listed on the menu, they can make you something, especially if you have allergies, like you said, uh, or they can say, oh, well, this isn't on the menu, but we do have this also. Like uh, Geyser Point has a Beyond Burger that's not on the menu, but if you go there and you're like, hey, I'm vegan, they'll make that for you, but it's not listed anywhere. Um, I know it can sound daunting to ask to speak to a chef when I was vegan for the first time I actually went to California this was in 2017 the first time I was dabbling in being vegan and I did not want to talk to a chef at all I was like no I don't want anyone to like know what I'm doing I don't want to make a big scene um, but now it's like total like my comfort zone has increased and it's totally fine because they really are just there to help you they want you to be able to enjoy the food um and it's there's no question that's you know too silly or too weird they've heard it all uh so it's always great to just double check and see what they can do for you that's great yeah disney has always done that really good thing with dietary needs whether yeah. it's an allergy or just i just don't like this kind of thing exactly. there they're very good about that. So, And it is really important to ask because, you know, they don't always list out, and I've learned this just from my food allergies, even in the description of the meal, they don't really right. list every single ingredient go that goes into it. And I know, like, stocks are a big one. You know, chicken yep. stock is something that gets thrown in a lot of times. And, you know, mm -hmm. 
So it's important to ask the questions if you need to ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you if you're just trying to, you know, stick with it for like for a, a specific diet or if you really want to, you know, do it, then what's it going to what's it going to hurt to take two minutes to talk to the chef, you know, mm-hmm. and say or, you know, if it's just like I really, really cannot stand this one particular vegetable, I don't want it in my food, <laughs> then you don't have to just accept you know, like if it has a standard menu and it says chicken with blah, 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 blah. You right. can say, can I just please have the chicken without this? Or, oh, yeah. You know, my husband know. does that all the time and he's not yeah. vegan, but he'll be like, this side item sounds better on this entree. Can I switch that <laughs> with this? And he'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And you know, the yeah. chef's in the back going, I made the menu for a reason. Exactly. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go together. Okay, it, Jack, you know. it, rem- it just. It re- it's reminiscent to me of there's this one episode of Sex in the City where she talks about being allergic to parsley and she just actually hates parsley and she makes this whole stink about it. But that's pretty obnoxious and you don't have to make a stink. You could just say, I just don't want it. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Well, Susanna, thank you so, so, so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Um, So for all of our listeners who are vegan, tell, you know, or all of our listeners who just have fallen in love with you on this episode and want to know all the places they can find you, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can follow you? Um, I primarily post daily on Instagram at vegan Disney food. That's where you can see all the pretty pictures that I try to um, post and share other people, you know, tag me in photos and I share those as well. So if you are trying things, do hashtag vegan Disney food and I might share your photo. Um, VeganDisneyFood.com. Of course, I have complete guides to every park. Um, It just lists all the vegan items in every park, every Disney resort hotel. Um, We've got the water parks, which is only Blizzard Beach right now, but that's still listed there. And we even have a uh, vegan taste, a touch of Disney over in California, all the uh, vegan items you can get there. And uh, yeah. And if you want to follow Xanaland, I'm Xanaland on Instagram, um, Xanaland.com. Oh, on YouTube too. We have um, videos on both channels, Xanaland and um, vegan Disney food. We do vegan reviews, just quick little videos to, so you can see what the food looks like. Um, up close and personal and all that fun stuff and uh on facebook as well vegan disney food so we're pretty much everywhere (laughs) (laughs) just a multimedia star just follow for all the pretty pictures and don't look at vegan disney food before lunch which is what i do and i'm always hungry by the time i sit down to eat (laughs) what's funny is i share photos sometimes like you know obviously not right when i'm in a park or something so i'll be posting something i'm like oh my gosh i really need to go back and get this it's making me so hungry right now especially when i do those like vegan um tater tots at Woody's Lunchbox. Those always mm-hmm. make me like drool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. You are welcome back anytime and we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to talk to you all. <laughs> Take care. Okay, bye. And that does it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I'm now starving. Yeah, feed me. Somebody bring me vegan food. (laughs) I don't want to go. And I'm not even vegan. And I have to say, Suzanne does such a great job of making it look so amazing and sound so appealing. And um, even I am a huge fan of like the Impossible Burgers and the sliders and things that they have. They're so good. The technology has come so far. It's incredible. If you haven't had it, 
impossible burger yet, not beyond. If you haven't had an impossible burger, just do yourself a favor and try it the next time you're getting a burger. Vegan or not, like I promise you will be obsessed with it. Very, very good. I um, I am more committed to trying something plant-based at every place that I go at Walt Disney World, except for the boathouse because I'm having that crab cake. But everywhere other, every other place that I go, I've got to try to stick with it. So It's awesome. I yeah. love it. Well, we can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. But uh, So thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, you can find our friend Susanna in all of the places that she listed. Make sure to go to vegandisneyfood.com and make sure to go to disneyparkprincess.com and check out all of our coverage of Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, all of that fun stuff. Um, Charlotte had a great post this week about what to pack for a rainy day at Disney. Um, so be sure to check that out and that's it. We will be back next week. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.